Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Am I the asshole for refusing to help my sister reconnect with her ex? I, 32 female, first just wanted to say that I do love my sister, Tammy. 36 female, and I understand that no one's perfect and we all make mistakes, and I truly believe she is remorseful for her actions, but that doesn't mean I want to do what she is asking of me to help. Call me intrigued. Year ago, Tammy met, dated, and got engaged to her ex, Logan, 35 male, during high school. That's the way it's written. I'm sorry. It's a little confusing. Since they were just 18 at the time of the engagement, the plan was for them to wait until they graduated college to actually get married. And that was more so for the benefit of our parents, mine and Logan's, because they all felt that they were too young. My mom especially thought it would be better for Tammy and Logan to temporarily break up and use their four years in college to explore before getting back together. And at first, Tammy seemed to brush it off. However, I guess her mom's words eventually got to Tammy because she ended up hooking up with a few random guys while in college just to get it out of her system and that Logan would always be end goal for her. Sucks to be Logan. Then she had a slip up and got pregnant. And because Tammy and Logan went to different schools, there was no way the baby could be his given the timing of conception. Tammy was terrified, confided in her mom who helped her figure out the options. Unfortunately, one of the guys that Tammy hooked up with had a girlfriend who had recorded their encounter and managed to send it to most of Tammy's friends, and it got back to Logan. Wait a second, recorded the encounter? Like, recorded, like, recorded them doing it? Wow, that's irrefutable evidence. He was furious, and despite Tammy's tears and begging, he broke up with her and never spoke to Tammy again. Good, at least the dude had some self-respect. Tammy ended up having a nervous breakdown and had to drop out of school. She went to therapy and eventually was able to rebuild her life, but I could tell she was still in love with Logan. When I went to college, I met and fell in love with Mark, 37 male. Because Mark's mom was adopted, he decided to do the 23andMe, and I was shocked to find out that he matched with Logan as a half-brother. I hadn't seen Logan in years, and given the bad history, I tried to keep my distance, but Logan was actually quite friendly to me and told me that even if he was still angry at Tammy, he'd never take it out on me. I was relieved. Mark proposed to me. And after I said yes, I knew there was no way I could hide speaking to Logan from Tammy anymore. So I sat her down and explained the whole thing. She wasn't as upset as I thought she'd be and was delighted about everything because she thought I could help her get back into Logan's life again. I didn't know what to say in that moment, but the following day I sent a message explaining that while I would celebrate a reunion between her and Logan, there was just no way I could be personally involved and wouldn't play go-between for her. Tammy and my mom are furious at me, calling me a bad sister, and that since I know how bad it was for Tammy, that I need to help her. Am I the asshole? Oh my god. <sighs> 
I can understand the sister wanting to orchestrate all this, but the fact that your mom is mad at you because you won't do it is just like... (sighs) Tammy is now 36. This was like... 15, 18 years ago, you're telling me that her life is still in shambles because of something that happened at least 15 years ago? And she wants to try to get back with Logan 15 years after she cheated on him and someone filmed it? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Logan's probably not open to that. Putting myself in Logan's shoes... I would be like, why in the hell would I ever put myself in that situation again? There are two massive red flag snowstorms going on here. Yeah, you might as well cue it. Just do it. So number one, Tammy, at least 15 years later, can't get past this thing that she chose to do and self-destruct her life and relationship with Logan. And now wants your help getting back with him, which isn't going to happen, number one, if Logan is as self-respecting as he was back then. Guessing he is, ain't going to happen. So whatever, your sister is going to continue just toiling throughout life, I guess, and dreaming about Logan and loathing herself for that one time she screwed up real bad. I guess it was several times, but the one time she got caught on film, maybe Tammy needs to take some notes from Kim Kardashian. Look what Kim's done with her life. I'm not going to say that Kim should be a role model for anybody, but at least she didn't take this bad thing that happened and let it be a bad thing. And of course, as we find out later on, it was all orchestrated by her mom. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Don't care. For this situation, it happened to Tammy, and Tammy just let it destroy her life. 15 years later, still can't get over it and thinks that getting back with Logan is somehow going to make her whole again and she's going to not hate herself. I don't think that's going to work either. And she must just be such a hot mess that your mom is mad too because she thinks the best thing that you can do for Tammy is to to appease her. Maybe she's got her mom drinking the Kool-Aid too and then they think that Logan is the missing ingredient to a happy life for Tammy. In your shoes, I would not help your sister at all. Number one, it's not going to work. Number two, it's not going to work. Number three, she needs to move on. The best thing that you can do for her right now is say no, because this hope that she's clinging on to is false hope. She's got to find a way to be happy with herself and accept her past before she's going to have a future at all. Damn, that was deep. Look at me imparting sagacity on the world. That means wisdom, David. You're a good sister for not helping her. And it may take a long time for Tammy to realize that, but it's the truth. Am I the asshole for sending an invoice to my wife's cousin after she didn't have space for us at her wedding? I own a printing company that I run with my wife. Her cousin came to us and wanted us to do all the signage, banners, guest books, life-size cutouts, etc. for her wedding. We do this all the time for friends, weddings, and events, and we never charge. We're happy to help out, and it's usually a lot of fun working together to make some cool stuff. A few weeks before the wedding, her wedding planner told us that they need all the items by X date so they can set it up before the wedding. At this point, we hadn't received our wedding invitations and didn't even know when the actual wedding was. My wife texts her and tries to clarify when the wedding is and if we missed the invitation somehow. Her cousin replies and says, Oh, we downsized the wedding and we decided to have like a close friends and family thing and that they didn't have space for us in the small venue. And on top of it, we've spent close to two grand on all the materials. 
Her cousin and the wedding planner kept making tiny revisions to the artwork, had us print samples to see how it would look in person, resized several of the items a few times, etc. All that cost a ton of time and money, and we're a functioning business, so we either had to delay other orders or stay up late and print her stuff on our own time. So I went ahead and billed her for our cost and said we needed payment before delivery because I'm not going to chase her for payment for months and years after the wedding. We're not making money on it. Just charged her for the cost of materials. See, they didn't even charge her for the time, which is a huge deal. So far, we've gotten threatening calls from the cousin, her fiancé, some random members of my wife's family that I don't know, some of the groomsmen, etc., essentially calling us assholes. After the harassment, I'm considering charging full price, or else we don't deliver the items. Are we the assholes here? Sorry, but I'm not going to waste my hard-earned time and money on someone who doesn't even consider us close friends and family. I think for you to be considered the asshole here, there would have had to been some explicit conversation in the beginning about agreeing that these items would be free. If that was not an explicit conversation, then you're not the asshole. In my experience, you also needed to plan on having the conversation about it costing money in the beginning of this process as well. So the fact that it wasn't clarified by either party kind of makes you both assholes. Whether it was her original intention to not invite you or not, we can't say. You had an original intention of going, though. So there should have been a conversation there. Her not inviting you is shitty. Yes, she is an asshole for that. Putting you in this position, she is an asshole for that. In the grand scheme of this whole messed up situation, you are not an asshole. However, not having disclosed that it was going to cost money in the beginning shifts a little bit of the blame your direction. Now, again, she didn't clarify that you wouldn't be able to attend, so she's an equal asshole at that point. And then she chalks up a whole bunch of extra asshole points along the way. So she's clearly the asshole winner. Congratulations, here's an asshole medal that's shaped like an asshole. And the whole situation is messed up. I'm really confused by all these other people getting involved. So all of these other people that they're talking to heard their side of the story and were just like, yeah, seems legit. I'm going to threaten those people. Your average person doesn't do that. They would have had to amplify this story somehow to get people pissed off enough to threaten you. Lesson learned because you got burned. No matter what, discuss it at the beginning of the process, moving forward for anybody that you ever potentially do this for again. You need to be very clear about what you're charging them, what you're not charging them, and why you're charging them. But now what if they come back and say, oh, we made room for you at the wedding. Is it now free again? Or because you were already offended, are you still charging for the materials? Or maybe you're less offended now, so you charge for half the materials. I don't know. I'm just curious how that would change things if they then made space for you. So, but you can avoid this kind of thing happening in the future. Am I the asshole for my reaction when I learned that my fiancé returned my wedding dress and replaced it with the one his mom picked for me? You know what? We're not even going to waste time getting into the story. Just go ahead and start the red flags. Thank you. Confetti is falling. Might just leave it on during the story here, because I can tell you already, we's gonna need them. My fiancé, male 33, and I, female 28, are getting married in December. His mom is the intrusive type. You don't say from the title, we would have never gathered that. But she's nice overall. And we somewhat get along. 
I hate to admit that wedding planning has been an absolute nightmare. This is brand new information. His mom wasn't willing to agree on most things, and my fiance said that since he's her only son, then I should respect and appreciate this vision she has for the wedding and how it should be. The fact that there's more to this story has to mean that OP just doesn't realize what's happening here. I know you guys see it. I see it. The whole flipping world sees it, but OP's like, this is fine. She insisted to come along for wedding dress shopping. I took her with me and my mom and my friends. I was so lucky to have found what I was looking for, but she picked a dress that she liked so much and said that, I've always pictured my son's bride in this dress. Mom and friends thought this line was creepy. I thought the dress was somewhat creepy and totally not my type. I apologized and thanked her for her vision, but told her that I had already decided on a dress that I had envisioned myself wearing at my wedding. Shots fired! She got all pissy because of it, apparently. Then must have told my fiancé because he came home in the evening ranting about how I made his mom upset and turned down her help in choosing a wedding dress and excluded her from the process. I asked, what process? Duh, it's just a wedding dress. My wedding dress. So I really didn't get how she should get a say at all. He got upset and said that this attitude of mine isn't working on him or his mom. Oh my god, he said that. He said that I should consider the dress his mom wanted me to buy, especially knowing that both dresses weren't that much different anyway, like she said. But I told him, yes, they were different. Like so much different, David. Anyways, we argued about it and then we dropped it. Yesterday, I came home and found out that he had returned my wedding dress and a replaced it with the one his mom wanted. I called him and he was straightforward about what he did and why he did it. I lost it and started screaming at him. He asked me to calm down, that always works, and really give this dress a chance. How do you give a wedding dress a chance? You only wear it one time. I refused to even listen. I screamed at him without giving him the chance to speak. He got home and we had an argument. I then went to stay with one of my friends and he kept calling and calling, then texting saying that I overreacted and it's his wedding too, so it wasn't cool how I screamed at him. The groom doesn't get a say in what the bride wears for a wedding dress. The groom's mother also doesn't get a say in what the bride wears as a wedding dress. He insisted I give this dress a chance. He went on and on about how his mom had a vision and good intentions and just wants the best for me as her future daughter-in-law. That is an entirely false statement. My mom is livid and has been wanting to go scream at him and his mom, but my dad said that this isn't worth ruining my relationship with my in-laws. I don't know how much more ruined than a dumpster fire you can get. Unleash your mom on her mom and let your moms do battle. He suggested I wisen up and go with the flow. But is it too much for me to be able to pick my own wedding dress without being guilted about it just to keep the peace? Am I the asshole for my reaction? Edit for frequently asked questions. The dress she picked wasn't all too crazy, but just wasn't my type. This issue started during wedding planning, and there were other things, like way too many things that we didn't agree on. But this vision has been there for quite a while. I am paying for the dress, obviously. My fiance's dad is deceased. Also, his mom suffered from multiple health conditions. Has no daughters, but only one son. He's the only child, and he's her only boy. He's still persisting. Question, OP. What makes you think that the rest of your life is going to be any different than what's happening right now? 
at least so long as mother-in-law is alive, this is going to be your life. You aren't in control of anything right now because she's using her power over her son who is exerting a power over you. And going with the flow means being controlled. And I don't know that your dad realizes this. He's also under the impression that you have some kind of relationship to salvage with that mother-in-law, which isn't there. She doesn't give a shit. Trying to veto the bride's wedding dress choice, it doesn't get more red flag than that. It doesn't get more controlling than that. Fast forward and think about all the other really important things that she shouldn't have a say in. She's going to exert some kind of power to try to have a say in. When you guys have a baby, that baby's going to need a name. Can you see her not getting involved in that? Can you see her not getting involved in what kind of house you buy? What color your counters are? Which room she gets in your house? You see where this is going. You have no control in this situation at all. His mom is controlling everything for both of you right now. And that is never going to change. Not so long as she's alive. And even after the fact, because he's so used to being controlled, he's not going to know how to make decisions for himself. No good will come of this. I would strongly advise hitting the pause button on this planned wedding and really thinking about and evaluating what in the hell you're getting yourself into because no paths here lead to happiness. I can already see some of the comments pouring in now. This is the kind of mother-in-law who wears white to the wedding. Controlling much? This dude hath no spine. Tell that boy to get off his mama's teat. Update? No, you're not the asshole for your reaction. You're a dipshit for still being in this situation. You're being an asshole to yourself by staying in this with any kind of hope that things are going to be different ever. The whole world here is hoping that you change your mind. Am I the asshole for wanting my son to walk me down the aisle at my wedding? I'm a mother of two. My son Justin, 19, and my daughter Megan, 14. Their father passed away years ago. I'm currently engaged to my fiance Kane, 41, and we're getting married soon. I already made Megan a part of the wedding, but didn't know what to do for Justin. Then this idea popped up into my head. I thought it'd be incredibly nice if Justin actually walked me down the aisle at the wedding. I brought it up to him, and he cried and agreed. I told Kane, but he wasn't happy. He said no without giving me a reason. After pressuring him to talk, he just blew up and said that I was supposed to choose a person who had an impact on my life. My father's deceased. To walk me down the aisle, not my own kid. I told him that my son is my role model. He's been through so much like health issues and school issues. And he took care of his sisters during an incredibly difficult time and basically held the family together upon his father's passing. I told him that this is what I want to do and if that he's not okay with it, then it's his problem. He lashed out and said, no, 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 it's your problem. I don't want people laughing at us at the wedding. We argued about it and then he stormed off and now he's trying to speak to Justin, but I told him to stop. He lashed out again, saying it was wrong and selfish of me to make this kind of decision without consulting him first and that it's our wedding, both, and not just my wedding. Am I the asshole for this decision and for choosing this as my hill to die on? We still haven't talked after that argument yet. It's a whole lot of red flags that he has such an issue with this or an issue with this at all because I'm envisioning, you know, your wedding in my mind and seeing your son walk you down the aisle, knowing the backstory that we know about your father and their father passing. I think it's incredibly sweet and it's it's heartwarming and it's it's a good thing. Kane, who just sounds like a villain. Kane, you can't have your own kid in the wedding walk you down the aisle. That's not what villains do. Villains have other villains walk their villain wives down the aisle. That's the way we do it. We don't have kids walk down aisles in villain weddings. 
the comment section is going to be popping with a whole bunch of narcissistic controlling behavior comments here, and they're probably right. Number one, the fact that he can't see that this is a sentimental good thing and that it's something that would enhance your wedding, not take away from it. That's concerning. There's got to be some kind of deeper issue as to why he has such a problem with this. OP doesn't mention if Kane has kids or not. Probably not. He's a villain. But maybe he has kids and the fact that she's having her son walk her down the aisle means that he then feels like he's got to find something similar for his kids. That's a possibility. It could be that he's just a villainous dick. Because he's a villain. No matter what, the way he handled it was the second red flag. Lashing out multiple times, not giving you any good reason for it except for saying that you shouldn't do it. I don't think you're the asshole for the decision or choosing this as your heel heel or choose that this is your heel to die on. He's obviously got some strong feelings here that he's having trouble explaining, so he's using caveman talk. And dudes do it whenever we don't know how to process things. You know, it it just happens. But he just grunted and said, it's your problem. And that's not giving you a lot of information to work on to help solve this problem. There's no, there's no offering of pieces toward a solution here. He's just, you know, handling it like a villain would. Because he's Kane. If he can't communicate in a way that's conducive to moving toward a solution, the future's not looking too bright there. So this as a hill to die on makes a whole lot of sense. I hope it goes well. I hope he figures it out. I hope you guys can figure out how to move past it. Caveat, learning to communicate and problem solve as a couple is not easy. For most couples, it's that year one of marriage that's really hard because you're learning to do that, or you're feeling the pain of not knowing how to do that yet, so you're learning out of necessity. So maybe they're just not to that phase yet where they haven't had to work through problems and figure out each other's communication styles and go through that pain of year one of marriage. It's no excuse for how he's acting, but it's it's a potential contributor to why it's so difficult. They're not speaking the same language yet. Not that married couples ever do speak really the same language, but they learn each other's languages enough to be able to communicate. They're not there. Villains only speak villain. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Am I the asshole for taking my newborn son and going to my mom's house because my husband and his mom didn't save me any food for dinner? I, female 32, gave birth to my son five weeks ago. My husband's mom has been camping in the living room ever since and inviting people over, making a mess in the house, etc. I say nothing because if I open my mouth, my husband would start scolding me saying his mom is there to help and I should be grateful. What I did was ignore her and focus on my son. I handle feeding, diaper change, cleaning, wiping. I only get a few hours sleep so my husband's mom isn't really helping with the baby but i thought to myself well at least she cooks for us last night i was in the bedroom breastfeeding my son i knew i was late for dinner but i thought that my husband and his mom saved a plate for me once i got done with my son i walked out of the room and saw my husband and his mom sitting watching tv i asked about dinner and my husband said it was probably on the stove as i was walking towards the kitchen his mom loudly said that she didn't save me any food 
I was absolutely shocked and I asked her why and she simply said, Well, we didn't see you at the dinner table, so I thought you weren't hungry. I lost it and yelled that I was feeding my son. Of course I was hungry. I was actually starving. She shrugged her shoulders and said it wasn't her fault that I didn't show up for dinner, but she knew damn well that I was with my son and hadn't eaten a thing in hours. My husband asked me to not raise my voice at his mom, but I told him that he saw what happened and didn't think about me being hungry and needing food. He lashed out asking what the fuck I wanted him to do, and I said, I don't know, maybe save some food for me? She defended him, saying it was selfish of me to basically berate him for eating his dinner after working long hours at the department. An argument ensued. I went inside the bedroom, packed a small bag for me and my son, called my brother to come take me to my mom's house, and my husband blew up at me as I was making my way out. We argued at the door, and he told me that what I was doing was uncalled for and childish. I told him I couldn't take his mom anymore. He said I should be ashamed of myself for talking about her like that after she literally put her life on pause so she could help me out. My brother came and I got in the car and left. He picked some food for me on the way, and I ate like a hungry bear. My husband never stopped calling, though. In his last text, he called me nuts and demanded I return today, but I said that I miss my mom, that I like it here in her clean home with her healthy food and would like to stay for a while. He lost it and got his family involved, accusing me of keeping his son away from him and punishing him over food. This edit is massive, so strap yourselves in, kids. Edit. Okay. To those who are saying that I'm keeping my husband away from his son, I promise you that he has full access to him but chooses not to come over, simply because he hates my mom and refuses to be with her in the same room. How long am I going to stay here? There's no telling, but at least I'm being pampered and treated like a princess by my mom, dad, brothers. Heck, I couldn't get this treatment in my own home. As for my husband, he can come over to my mom's house if he wants to see his son so badly, but I doubt he'll do it since he's a very prideful person and this might hurt his ego. One more question to answer because a lot of people ask me to clarify. Yes, department equals police department. He's a police officer. I'm sorry if you got confused, but I thought it was clear. Edit, okay. I felt sorry for him and decided to send him a couple of pictures that I took of our son sleeping. And what was his response? A long wall of text berating me left and right and claiming that I was rubbing it in his face that he can't come see his son because of you know what. He called me the B word, which he never did till now, and I'm shaken and so, so mad right now because I really thought I was doing something nice and considerate after having sympathy for him. I've decided to get the rest of my stuff tomorrow because I need more time and space to be able to think about what he's done and said. I feel terrible right now, but at least I got dinner for tonight, unlike when I was at my own home when his mom first came. Edit. Oh my God. I can't even find a place to start with this. So he just sent me a picture of him and his mom cooking dinner in the kitchen, it's nearly 7pm here, saying that he was repaying me for the pictures I sent earlier, and that they were making dinner, and they were not including me for real this time. I just, oh my god, I'm literally laughing like, seriously, what is this? I'm truly speechless. I haven't responded to this yet, and I don't think I will, because I'm so angry right now and may just regret the words I say to him. I'm going to put the phone on silent or something for now because I don't want them to ruin yet another night. But tomorrow I'm going to collect more of mine and son's stuff so I could stay longer at my mom's house. Thank God I went anonymous with this and I might update later if anything new happens. Good night. Edit. God, I can't believe I'm back on here. But he just sent me a text saying he's only willing to come over if I could get mom out of the house tomorrow. Like literally her to leave her own house. He said it's just for two hours so he could see his son and also talk. He doesn't even know I'm coming over tomorrow to pick up more stuff for me and the baby. I'm freaking out. Like absolutely no not happening. I wouldn't dream of telling mom to leave her own house. That's crazy out of line request. 
I'm not sure whether to respond or what I should say to him, but I'll try to get some sleep and then see how it goes in the morning. I'm too tired to do anything, but I just wanted to put this here for those who read my thread. I'll let you know what happens tomorrow. Holy balls. How does this same story just repeat itself in different forms over and over and over again? Husband's mom is pulling strings and in this case causing all kinds of shit. And while I'd like to say that I can see a solution path here in these situations where the mother-in-law is controlling the son so heavily and now you're into this kind of situation, it's highly unlikely that this ends well. Husband would have to be willing to, number one, recognize that his mother is controlling him, recognize that his wife and his child need to be his priority now, not his mom, and learn to communicate and actually talk through things. The only person that he's defended throughout this entire scenario is his mother. He's never defended you. Never defended your child. Only defended his mother. And himself, obviously, at this point, it's already messy and it's already heading in a bad direction. So the more structure you have right now, the better. You can go ahead and set up some kind of visitation so that it's scheduled out so that he can't say that you're withholding your son from him. And for now, every exchange that you have probably should be documented, if nothing else, by written notes with a summary of what happened. Because mom is going to take this in a really twisty direction and start trying to use something that you say or do when he comes to confront you against you. The direction that this is heading right now leads to that kind of scenario. Prepare and protect yourself. Try to find a solution path. But above all, prepare and protect yourself. Now, long term, I can tell you that hubby breaking the chains of mother-in-law and learning to communicate with you and not getting in this kind of situation where you guys just are at a stalemate would take a whole lot of work on his part. You would no doubt have a lot of work to do as well because you two sounds like need to learn to communicate with each other better. But failing that, your child is going to be happier if you are happier. And that goes for both of you. You will be a better role model for happiness if you're happy, even if that means being alone or at least not being with the other parent. I hope you guys work things out. I do. I can't see that path, but I'm rooting for you. Am I the asshole for insulting my brother's fiance the same way she insults others? So this drama revolves around my brother's fiance, Sarah, with an H. Sarah is dramatic and gossipy. It always has to be something with her. She is always talking about someone else in a negative light behind their backs, and I cannot stand it to tell you the truth. However, I put it aside because she is my future sister-in-law, and I just want to keep the peace. I and my sisters always have a girls' night out once a month. When my other brother married his wife, Angie, we started to invite her with us out as well, because we all like her. When Sarah learned about these nights, she asked to join us, once she was engaged, and we agreed even though most of us don't like her. Sarah has never liked Angie, which has always made the nights harder to deal with, because Sarah will just ignore her. Angie is an angel, and puts up with it though. Last week, Angie was sick and missed the night. Sarah took it as an opportunity to trash talk her all night. Angie does not have a college degree and only has her GED, and Sarah would not shut up about how much of a moron she was all night. Sarah has her master's in biology, and intelligence is one of her favorite things to insult people on. Well, after I got a bit drunk, I had enough of it. Angie is one of the sweetest people I have met and has never once said a bad thing about Sarah. After Sarah finished one of her insults about Angie being the farthest from traditionally intelligent... I said, is there a reason you're insulting Angie here like a coward because she's traditionally beautiful and you're the furthest from it? This is a massive trigger point for her as well, and I know she has emotional issues surrounding her weight. 
got into a fight, and I ended up tearing her appearance apart point by point until she was visibly near tears. Well, shit. In the end, I told her I'm only doing exactly what she does when she gossips about other people. I only talked about her like she talks about others, just to her face, unlike her. The night was pretty much ruined by this, and we all just went home separately. Glad you cleared that up, because I thought maybe you guys played like Pinochle afterwards. You were like, well, fight's over, it's time for Mahjong. Well, now all hell has broken loose. Sarah is demanding an apology, and I will not give it to her. My sisters agree that what I said is directly in line with what Sarah says about others, but disagree with me and said I should not have lowered myself to her level. Last night, I got a call from my brother, and now Sarah is threatening to postpone their marriage if I don't apologize, which in my opinion says more about her than anything I could have said. But I actually feel bad now, and I've had time to think about it. I don't know how I feel about this, because standing up for your friend and defending them is really what you did, and you also used it as an opportunity to give her a taste of her own medicine, and that's the part that kind of makes you an asshole. Lowering yourself to her level so that you can teach her a lesson and give her a taste of her own medicine, while an asshole move was the asshole move that long-term needed to happen. Pain creates change. Someone had to create enough pain for her to change her behavior, and hopefully this is it. Now, if you give her the apology, that all kind of disappears. So you really have to stick to your guns on that, otherwise this lesson is not learned. You already started it, now you gotta finish it. Otherwise, it's all for naught. Short term, yeah, this makes you an asshole, and that's okay. Because you're an asshole with purpose. Surely she's not going to hold her marriage hostage over it. And, and you're right, her saying that says more about her than it does about you. It's a touch dramatic splash of crazy. If you wanted to accomplish this without being the asshole, simply saying it's cowardly to talk about her when she's not here. She's my friend. And probably stop right there. You went for the jugular several times. And while it was well warranted in the grand scheme of things, you accepted the role of being an asshole right then, sweetheart. And again, that's okay. I'm all for being a functional asshole. An asshole with purpose. An asshole on a mission. Yeah, the visuals are getting weird. I'm sorry. Am I the asshole for returning my daughter's birthday cake after I discovered that my wife had made changes to it? I, male 37, have a daughter, now 13, Olivia, for my former relationship. Currently, I'm married to my wife, who has a daughter, 16, Brittany. So, Brittany is the opposite of Olivia. For example, Brittany is a social kid. Olivia is an introvert. The list is long, but they're just the complete opposite. Olivia's 13th birthday was two days ago. She loves chocolate. And I decided that this is the flavor I was going to go with when I contacted the bakery. However, my wife objected since Brittany absolutely hates chocolate and suggested we go with vanilla. I say no way because for one, Olivia hates vanilla and it's her birthday. So she gets to have her cake with her favorite flavor. My wife got upset and took it as in I had no regard for Brittany and that we should just choose another neutral flavor instead. I shut that down and said no more discussing this because it already decided to go with what Olivia wanted. At the day of the birthday, I was supposed to go get the cake but I was surprised to see my wife coming home after picking up the cake from the bakery. I looked at it and discovered that it wasn't a chocolate cake, but a vanilla cake with small pieces of chocolate on top. I got pissed thinking they got my order wrong and was about to contact them, but my wife said there was no mistake and that she called the bakery the day before and made slight changes to the cake to please both girls. I was stunned. I lost it on her and asked why the hell she did that. 
She got defensive, saying that birthdays are no excuse to show favoritism, and that her daughter is watching and observing how I'm treating both girls. I told her off, since I was the one paying, then called the bakery and explained what had happened. I had the cake returned and replaced with a chocolate cake, although this one is smaller, but it was fine. My wife declined to take part in the celebration, and later we got into a huge argument where she called me controlling and selfish for returning the cake instead of using this as an opportunity to teach Olivia to compromise so everyone's happy. Now I'm teaching her to be selfish. I said that my daughter gets to act selfish on her birthday, and that she, my wife, was teaching her daughter to be entitled. Word for word, and it led to a bigger argument. We're not talking as of now. Am I the asshole for returning the cake and not taking my wife's input into consideration? Unless she's allergic to chocolate, no. Dude, what have you gotten yourself into here, man? I think it's pretty safe to say that now that blended households or single-parent families are more common, you start to see a lot more either living vicariously through children or overprotection of children in those blended settings. I think it's easy as a bio-parent in a blended family setting to feel like one of your duties is to specifically protect those bio kids, but it is really easy to take that too far. You protect their best interests, you advocate them in an equivalent setting, but as soon as you start going further than the bonus kids in this blended family, you're causing a problem. The goal is to ensure fair treatment, and even though every kid is different, equal opportunity. That is not what OP's wife is advocating for here. OP's wife is teaching her daughter extreme entitlement and a treatment that is exclusive. Five out pay. If you guys can't get on the same page, it's going to cause major problems for your family. This is like an oil and water blended family. It's going to take some work to try to integrate this. And it always does take work. But this is to an extreme, man. Like, this is just unhealthy. I don't know how long you guys have been married for, but this has to be a new marriage. Because it seems like you would have encountered this kind of situation before. Blending families is tough, man. Am I the asshole for calling the police on my fiance? Last night, my 35 male fiance, 38 female, left in the evening to give a friend's son a ride back to his home. She implied she'd be home before 9. She left around 7.45. 10.15 rolled around and she still wasn't home. I texted and she apologized to me, saying that her friend's son was actually in the next town over, maybe 30 minutes away, and she was coming home now. 11.45 rolled around and she still hadn't come home, so I called her to no answer. Texted her to no response. I was getting very upset. 12.30 rolled around and still no response and no answer to my phone calls. I was extremely angry. 1.30 rolled around and my anger had completely transformed into worry. Not answering my calls and text not read. Around 1.45, I called the police. I have always heard that the first 24 hours of someone being missing is the most important so I didn't want to delay. I asked them to let me know if there had been any traffic accidents involving her car, and the operator told me that they would put out the word and send some cops to check along the route she would travel. I called all the hospitals in the area to check if she had been checked in, and I waited outside watching the road for her car for three hours, partially because I didn't want the kids to hear me on the phone with hospitals, and secondly because I was sick with worry. At 7 a.m., she came home. She apologized for being out and said she had no excuse. She was driving home and felt tired like she was falling asleep at the wheel, so she pulled over to the side of the road to sleep. 
When she did that, she found that her brand new phone had stopped working. You mean she stopped at the grocery store to pick up ingredients for this story she's cooking up? She says she napped anyway because it was the responsible thing to do. And then came home at 7 a.m. to bring the kids to school and get to work on time. Perhaps she was at the ocean because this smells fishy. I immediately called the police and told them that she had come home safely and gave them the case number and told them to stop searching, which they did. My fiance brought the kids to school and left for work. I set out to start cleaning. Cleaning de-stresses me sometimes. And I got a call from a policeman asking where she worked. I told him and asked why. And I was informed that it was their policy to check on the person's wellness after a missing person is found. I asked them to not go by her work but to give her a call instead. He said he couldn't promise. Oh boy. My fiance is relatively new to her job. Oh boy. A police officer showed up and asked to speak with her. She is now enraged at me for calling the police and sending a cop to her at work and making her look bad. She is saying I overreacted and that she wasn't missing and that I was punishing her for doing the responsible thing and not driving while drowsy. She is saying that she is never going to leave the house again except for work because she is afraid I'm going to call the cops on her again. So did I overreact? Should I have waited two days like she suggests? That totally didn't go the direction I thought it was going to go. I think you guys were probably with me when it became this whole realization about what she was actually doing out until 7 a.m., which current story I call big old school bullshittery on. There are no other details in here that lead me that direction, but it's all just way too bizarre. And the story that was cooked up, way too bizarre. And also, they checked the route she'd be driving. They would see if she was asleep on the side of the road, and they would have stopped and tapped on the window. So, like, I don't know, Scoob, like, it just doesn't add up. The math doesn't math. Something is going on there, and unfortunately, we don't get to know what it is. But we can do a whole lot of speculating. Everybody's first response, obviously, cheating right? She could also have some kind of substance abuse problem. We don't know, but it just doesn't add up. You didn't know that it meant that police were going to be sent to her work. Whatever choice she made to do whatever she was doing to stay out that late was the first domino that led to police showing up at her place of work. That is not your fault. You were concerned, rightly so. And before being concerned, pissed, Rightly so. You should go back to being that one and try to figure out what the hell was actually happening here because we're not getting the whole story, but OP definitely doesn't have the whole story here either. So, OP, if you can hear us, please get the rest of the story and then let us know what it is so we can talk about it here. Will I be the asshole if I canceled my vacation ticket because my family wants me to share a room with my nieces? I, female 23, have been planning a family vacation with my older brother, male 30, and his wife, my two nieces, female 4 and female 2, and my parents. Everyone is paying for their own tickets. The vacation is booked for February. We hadn't discussed room arrangements before, but I knew the room we'd be staying in would have three bedrooms. So we discussed room arrangements yesterday, and my brother and parents just kind of assumed that I wouldn't mind sharing a room with my nieces, whilst my brother and his wife and my parents get their own rooms. I said I didn't want to share a room with them and said that they should be sleeping in my brother and sister-in-law's room since they're their parents. My parents called me dramatic and said it's not a big deal and said that my nieces wouldn't give me any trouble. I told them I don't care. They said I'm being a bad aunt and told me to grow up. I told them if I don't get my own room, I'll cancel my ticket, which would result in everyone else having to pay more or find someone else to go in my place because we got a group discount with the resort. My brother said I'm a whiny asshole and accused me of being a narcissist. 
I guess in 2022, we just throw around the word narcissist like everybody gets it. Oprah got her hands on the word narcissist and she's like, you get a narcissist and you get a narcissist and you get a narcissist. So I'll once again default to the math. If OP paid in an equal share to the other two couples, like in thirds, then she is entitled to her own room. If brother and sister-in-law want their kids to stay in that room, they have to pay half of the cost of that room. If they did not, it's the sister's room, and she can do whatever the hell she wants with it. That's really all there is to it. I mean, if you were going to be the super cool aunt, you would just do it and treat it like a slumber party for the kids, and you'll just have a grand old time. But if you don't feel like being the super cool aunt, you have every right to say, this is my room and you decide what happens with the other half of it. And if you want to charge them to use the other half of it for your nieces, you have every right to do that. Maybe I'm an asshole for saying that, but that just seems fair to me. 